Hey, all you omnibilateral panic fans and family. Uh, welcome to a very special and bittersweet mini episode of the podcast. Kind of earth shattering news hit yesterday. The theater community lost Stephen Sondheim, an incredible lyricist, composer, songwriter, music writer theater artist, and uh, inspired, I mean, literally thousands of people to join theater, become artists in some way. The news broke, and we, in kind of a grief-processing way, talk about how we felt. Since this podcast is one-third theater, and the three hosts are 100% theater kids, <laughs> we felt like it. Ha we, we couldn't not talk about it. Um, so... Cameron and I hopped onto a Zoom call and just started musing about what inspired us by Sondheim, what, uh, m you know, memories that stick out of uh, shows that we've seen or, or songs that we've performed, things like that. And just, just, again, just processing grief in the moment. Um, it's always odd losing a, a person that you never really had, you know, immediate direct ties to, but very much inspired your life. So this episode's a little bit scatterbrained. I, I did my best to edit it together so it's so, somewhat coherent, but it is kind of a, a surreal moment. If you are an artist that was inspired by Stephen Sondheim, you know, if you have something that you're passionate about, just remember to go out and do it. Follow that passion. And if you've never heard Stephen Sondheim's work before, then uh, I'm, I'm excited for the journey that you might possibly be going on. Um, and I hope that the music and poetry and artistry inspires you like it has so many others. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said on Instagram, I mean, I'm feeling so many things. I'm feeling deep sadness and loss, but I'm also feeling joy because like, especially if he wasn't doing well, like. But also, like you said, it's it's uh, also like you said on Instagram, it's a very complicated um, thing. And he was one of the main people who taught me that <laughs> like yeah. you never it's it's never just one feeling about no, anything it's never just one and so often we expect it to be yeah he made he was very seriously one of the people i think that was like instrumental in making instrumental ah uh <laughs> in, in making in making in making musicals that way you know he told me that i could actually do this not, not personally, unfortunately. Uh, one of my lifelong ambitions was to have lunch with him, which Ugh. unfortunately will never happen. But yeah. I did get to stand uncomfortably close to him on multiple occasions. <laughs> so <laughs> there we that's go. something. There we go. That is something. Didn't that's something. He, he, he came to Here Lies Love, didn't he? He did. He also came to uh, right. Second Chance. Mm, that's right. And he came, he came to all kinds of things. Yeah. He was just there was ever there since. Um, oh, God. Uh, fuck. Son of a bitch. Uh-oh. 
I don't know how to help you. <laughs> the show, the show that changed names. Oh, oh, oh times. Um, bounce yeah, yeah, yeah. roadshow. There we go. Bounce house. Bounce house. <laughs> roadshow. Yeah, uh, yes. And now we're never gonna get his show about bones either. Damn it. <laughs> So I'll 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 wait a year and it'll be my tribute show. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'll do my I'll, I'll do I'll my sometime. Please, please, I will be right there. I think it would be very. I think it would be somehow oddly very appropriate that like this half-assed cobbled together idea of me doing my Sondheim impression uh, has legitimately good music composed <laughs> by you. <laughs> Suddenly everybody's like, wait, this is actually very good music. Why wait. is this? Why is this accompanying a, a fuck all impression of <laughs> the dearly departed? <laughs> it's not a fuck all. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's it very good. kind and generous. <laughs> um, but I'll, but I'll but I'll I'll loop it back to the 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 relevant topic at hand um part of that attitude of just like doing it and just just trying it just trying impressions just doing comedy just doing theater it's like you said yeah I learned a lot of that from listening to that music yeah um, me too and uh uh he inspired a lot of people my 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 roommates are you might be able to hear it the way I edit this together. <laughs> you might be able to hear it. Um, they're listening to one of the tribute videos right now. <laughs> there are lots of people who emulate his style, but no one can do it quite as quite as well. No. What do you What do you think it is, Cameron? And in, in your sort of because um, you're 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 more versed, I think, in in musicality uh, than I am. What What is the why is Sondheim so unique? There's a lot of people that can imitate a lot of like some of the style, but like, what is it? What set him apart? It's, it's so many things. It was his brilliant analytical mind, first of all, mm -hmm. but not only combined with language, but with music itself. And it was also, I think, a great deal of timing. He was brave. Mm -hmm. If he had come any earlier or any later, I don't know if he might've been, it was his mm -hmm. it was oscar hammerstein teaching him to be brave and to mm -hmm. first and foremost write his own voice yeah but it was also his taste he yeah. didn't he didn't like theater music <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true he liked movies yeah. and he also like his music that he listened to on a daily basis was like late romantic early 20th century like ravel was one of his favorite composers and you can hear that mm -hmm. in everything that he does and so like I think because the other composers at the time were so influenced by jazz and it's not that he mm -hmm. wasn't yeah Ravel himself was influenced by jazz right. but like it's just he had all of the ammunition of a classical composer with the mm -hmm. ambition to tell stories and like that's so one it's so unique and so yeah. wonderful and i like i just yeah i love that changed everything it's sunday in the park with george i tell everybody is like it's the most perfect intersection of not only music but like art and um like want like wanting to be creative and wanting to add beauty to the world I, and like i return to it every time i'm feeling bummed like yeah why am i doing this why right. the fuck am i an artist <laughs> right i yeah. just you know it and it happens more often than i'd care to admit because like things are just 
it's hard there it's hard they're so endlessly frustrating but like my next tattoo was i mean one of them down the list but it's going to be my next one now is let it come from you then it will be new oh nice because yeah i just do you have an <laughs> do you have an idea of like what it's going to look like is it like a coat of it's, arms is it like a um it's actually just going to be a single line of text right here Ooh, on my uh, on along my the, arm with along the, the outside yeah He's pointing on the outside of his arm, listeners. I don't know what that's called. The ulna? Is that is that yes. the bone? <laughs> yep. Let's go with it. Okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it is, I mean, and he says all the time how difficult it was and how slow it was and like, yeah, yeah. and how painful it could be and how many times he almost quit. And like, yeah, it just inspires me to get back in there. It's like, you know. It's like you said, it's like we've lost like <laughs> like a godfather of theater, you know? We have. Because <laughs> uh, he, he guided so many people and inspired so many people to to do this very difficult, um, uh, some would say clinically insane thing <laughs> to like pursue in our lives. <laughs> 100%. And they're not wrong. <laughs> they're, not, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. No. It's, a, it's absolutely bonker balls it is bonker balls well it just <laughs> so many of our greatest were inspired by him were, worked with him directly continued to thrive on his material you know i just if i write one thing that touches someone the way that any of his music has touched mine i will have won i will yeah. i will have won i love that it's kind of like the Beatles too. When we were talking about the Beatles, it's like Sondheim. Um, Sondheim was Sondheim by his middle age, practically. You know, so it's like he could have coasted on that, <laughs> but he kept he kept making stuff and kept creating, and uh, you know, not not everything was perfect, and not everything was you know, but everything was like he just kept contributing he just kept working and i love that me too um even though it was awful <laughs> for him most of the time yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure a lot of it could not have been he said uh, the one thing the fun. one project that he enjoyed was the sound the movie score that he wrote because there were no lyrics <laughs> and like yeah he holds himself to such a high standard that like right. that's that's one of the reasons why I'm so hard on myself and so hard on other people is because it's like, well, if Steve can do it, we all should hold ourselves to a higher standard. If Steve wasn't even happy with Sondheim most of yeah. the time, yeah. <laughs> we, we can aim for a bit more. Uh, we can aim for a little less complacency with ourselves for yes. sure. For sure. I'm probably going to watch camp actually. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sondheim in camp. Oh, God. Uh, it's the best. I, I loved that film. It was um, should have should have yeah. clued me into my queer identity earlier on, but it did not. Um, it does now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's OK, because at least in terms of like a bisexual identity, um, camp tells me multiple times over that those don't exist. So. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> it's an interesting one. But it did give us Robin de Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Robin de Jesus and uh, baby Anna Kendrick. Yep, and baby Anna Kendrick, actually. I 
I love that show. <laughs> was Into the Woods the one that brought you in? No, it was Assassins. I I, I love that. I, I fucking loved it. There had been nothing else. This is the, this is a, a I know for some folks, this is like, uh, a very taboo confession but like i mean also musical theater was brought to me through my parents and my parents mostly knew angel lloyd weber so my first musicals are pretty much all lloyd weber and les mis um so like well it was the 90s it was the 90s it was the 90s it was a different time y'all <laughs> it was but also i love les mis um Same. <laughs> yeah um, I also love cats, which I was yelling about last night as well. Um, but I also love cats. <laughs> cats is great. I always tell people if you want to piss off like a very like gatekeepery theater kid, you can say like um, if you say around them, uh, "Hey, do you like chorus line?" Yeah, oh, then you'll love cats because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it is um, the same. It's the same show. Um, but. Uh, coming out of that landscape like with that context hearing assassins for the first time i was like what just the most simple concept that like oh he's making the he's making the villains relatable like just that alone it was like blew my mind um and the music was so good it turned me into like if i wasn't on that path already it like fast tracked me into being like a musical theater nerd for the rest of my life <laughs> completely fair um so my in was into the woods and this is a fairly long and convoluted story but why not no do it why not so my best friend from high school who is still my best friend who i've talked about on this podcast before real person his girlfriend actually exists real... <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite bits that we have, by the way. Real person. Absolutely exists. Absolutely, totally exists. Yep. I've seen him. <laughs> uh, um, but his girlfriend at the time, who ended up being a very dear friend as well, and her roommate, we oh. used to hang out in their apartment a lot. Mm. And they had this giant antique 70s sofa, which we called the sofa of green love. They, <laughs> they put it on postcards and like above and the postcards <laughs> fell off and it ended up saying the fa gren love which actually oh. was became the name of my first musical because there i was like that's the name of a musical <laughs> yeah 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 and so i ended up writing like three songs for it that's all further it ever went but <laughs> the sofa of gren love the fa gren love um <laughs> anyway it was on this sofa of green love that they insisted that we watched into the woods because I'd never mm -hmm. seen it. Mm -hmm. And we watched it and I fell in love with act one and I was like, wait, there's more. And then it all yeah. got all sorts of dark and twisty. And mm -hmm. so <clears throat> it was after I had seen this and it was probably October that I realized that I had purchased the revival cast album, like in borders a couple of years ago, because I saw Vanessa Williams. <laughs> no tunes. Of course give this a shot i just hadn't opened it up yeah, yeah. and then for a year and a half that was the only thing in my truck cd player so everyone knew of course that if they were riding with me we would be listening to into the woods mm -hmm. and it just eventually got to the point where all of my friends could sing along no matter where we were in the, yeah in the show all of your car cycling. rides all of your car rides yep. were four hours long <laughs> i mean 
that's not far from the truth it's but like not, you know even if it was just a quick trip to walmart yeah. people would be like <laughs> there are giants in the in sky, the sky. <laughs> and it was fantastic and i just fell down further and further down the rabbit hole from there and i i so badly want like and anyone can whistle revival and oh. another follies revival I, I would love that because I've I've never gotten to see Follies. Me so either. I, I would like to I would like that revival. When I first moved to New York, the Bernadette Peters revival was still on, but I was so poor. Oh. Oh. I would welcome any Sondheim revival, but yeah, that's yep. one of the ones that like yes. Yeah, so or the Frogs. Frogs would be good. Uh, uh, I I've never seen that one either. Not done a lot. <laughs> no, well, I mean, most of the time it's in a swimming pool, so. <laughs> And was written to, to be performed in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> they should rent out. They got to rent out the O in Vegas yeah. one night. Yeah. <laughs> and do frogs yep. in that crazy cube of a pool. Yeah. They um, do. Giants in what, the Sky is in my audition book. Or it was. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well. What's one of the Sondheims in, in there anyway? I have a bunch of random ones. I have Sweeney. I have, you know. What, what as, from Sweeney? <laughs> oh buddy um i have <laughs> all my, of it. I have Just my all friends of it. <laughs> i have epiphany of course i have a little priest um it's a dream role of mine i need i mean we've talked i think we've talked about this already too i need the sweeney todd production of you and tessa playing <laughs> where we switch off yeah <laughs> not even switching off but yes yeah, switching off would be great too <laughs> I just need Tessa's Mrs. Lovett in my life and I need yeah, no, your fair. I need your Sweeney. So Yeah. Gotta People it. find it very disturbing when I do evil roles because I have this sweet face. So they're I just think, like Yeah, I think that's why it's the best. Yeah. Um I play I play villains and everybody goes, Yeah, of course. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that far from it. <laughs> oh my god. Do we consider merrily obscure? I actually don't yes. know what you consider the six obscure ones. <laughs> I was I was kidding with that I know, number. I know. It's basically know, anything that is not forum, company, right. follies, Sunday, into the woods. Yeah. That's true. Well then you know or what? passion, actually. Passion is is on the bridge as far as being obscure. Because those of us who know it know it, but like not everyone does. Well then you know what? I'm gonna go with um and I and I I can't I seem to have this vague memory that I'm I would actually be agreeing with the man himself but then I'm gonna go with the one that I've listened to the most out of the out of these the uh, the the obscure ones that we've established <laughs> we've established this informal canon right here on this, this is episode. canon this is canon. This is canon. <laughs> it's an informal canon um but uh, I'm gonna go with Pacific Overtures mm. and I'm going to say I think possibly one of my favorite musical theater songs of all time is someone in a tree me too and i, I have this isn't that it's his favorite yes yes okay <laughs> i was like i think i'm agreeing with the man himself here yes no he said it moved him every single time and it was because of the aspiration of what it was trying to do i think just break up yeah. space time in front of us yeah. and still and have I think it, it show it i think it does it yeah it does it it's does. beautiful um i love roadshow 
And it was because I, you know, yeah. it was the cast album was released while I was still in grad school. And it was like, mm -hmm. this is still happening. This is still real time. And everyone hated it. But like, <laughs> it was also one of my connections to the public. Uh, like, yeah. whenever I was in the five theaters in the public are the Lewester, the, the Martinson, Lester, the Martinson, the Newman, the, the Newman, the, the Newman. You. Oh, the Newman, it the was, large one. Whenever I was, whenever I was in the Newman, mm -hmm. I was like, chorus line happened here. Yep. And roadshow happened here hallowed ground it is hallowed ground it's it's it, chorus line too because because i was a i was a dancer when i was a kid like yeah, chorus line of course. chorus line means the world to me <laughs> me too and like i was not a dancer when i first saw chorus line but it made me want to be one yeah i wonder where he's gonna end up i wonder if he has a spot in greenwood or oh he's I gonna know. be tossed into the east river <laughs> The traditional way. The traditional way. Some cinder know. blocks tied to his ankles, and you know. No, I meant, I meant ashes. Oh, oh, okay, got it. Sorry, sorry, went super dark there. Apparently, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> I love that journey for him, and I love it for me too. That's kind of what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeet me into the East River, everybody. <laughs> Yeet me into that river. In fact, off the Brooklyn Bridge after I'm dead, because then it's like double. Oh, that'd be great. I know. I would, I, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to jump off it. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> not, in, not even in like a dark way. Just, no, I just, think it could be fun. <laughs> yeah. Or like, why don't they have bungee jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge? It's tall enough. Yeah, I don't know, man. Why don't they? I don't know. Keep making stuff if you make stuff. Keep making Even if it's stuff. just making joy in people around you's lives. Yeah, I think, I think even that, going back to what I was saying earlier, I think even that. Do it because, you know, do it because you feel compelled to do it. Don't do it for any sort of external reason of yeah, the show business or, you know, like, you know, any of those other things. Uh, other Those other things aren't inherently wrong. There's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be famous. But do it because you, you want to do it, because you love it. Because you want to uh, experience those things. Um, that's that's what it's about yeah i think what sondheim did really beautifully is capture like a life in in the moment and in all of its imperfection in all of its ugliness but also all of its beauty and love mm -hmm. and in all of its uh timelessness yes uh which i love there was a lot of irony, but there was never hopelessness. No. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what I what I really like. As much as we always talk about like uh it's 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 not How necessarily this is a nihilism club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but even like a lot of the musicals too, it's like uh his musicals, it's like so, uh, some of it can be a little bit more pragmatic or or not necessarily cynical, but they're a little bit more realistic. But I I never had the sense that there was hopelessness to it no and there I think was that's never very, hopelessness and i think that's very cool it's incredible by the way everyone tessa sends her love and wishes she could be here she yeah. also has deep feelings but had prior prior obligations yeah this Since is we are doing this very impromptu <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah but we send all you all love the sondheim fans the theater kids all of Again, you. Again, keep going. 
keep, keep making going. keep making all of the stuff <laughs> i think what steve taught me most is even if people think it's garbage at the time someday someone will find it and appreciate it yeah someday you will make a difference in people's lives it might not be immediate but someday yep i like that i like that a lot which reminds me i need to go write some stuff <laughs> yes yes that's a good ending i like that that's a good way to end it this has been omnibilateral panic for uh, an impromptu moment we love you stephen sondheim we love you steve Yeah.